the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. So very happy to have you with us. Happy New Year to you. And wow, are, are we in for a ride We have uh, so much to talk about today, and uh, folks, we are now in a sprint to the 2024 presidential election. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of great conversations along the way, and of course, uh, ground zero for politics is going to be Iowa, the Iowa Caucus, uh, just, uh, wow, a couple of weeks away now, and uh, a lot, a lot to tell you about, including some new polling data out there that shows um, that shows President Trump is just crushing, just crushing the competition, up by almost fifty points over uh, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. And what's even more remarkable is that President Trump is now leading Joe Biden among uh, Black and Hispanic voters. It is really going to be an incredible. An incredible ride, and I, I, I'm going to share some things to start out with that that I believe are necessary for the Republicans to win in a landslide in 2024, and I believe it's possible. I believe that we are looking at the the perfect storm in this country, and I believe that if the Republicans do the right thing here. We will win not only the White House in a landslide, but we will also win the Senate and the House of Representatives and downstate elections as well, because the entire country knows we're we're in a in a world of hurt, and it is just absolutely unacceptable what the Democrats have done to this country. But the Republicans had the opportunity; they've got the chance. But they're going to have to do some things, and, and we're going to talk about that. By the way, uh, Joe Biden showing showing weakness among the stalwarts of the Democrat base. Donald Trump leading among Hispanic voters. Donald Trump leading among young people now. And one in five black voters now say they will support a third-party candidate in November. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to take the next few moments here and offer some some guidance to the Republicans. 
And it doesn't matter if you're running for dog catcher. It doesn't matter if you're running for president of the United States. I think these are important things that we have to understand because we've got too much at stake in in 2024. And again, we are in a full-blown sprint towards Election Day. And so the Republicans, what I'm trying to say here is the Republicans don't have a lot of wiggle room. They can't screw this up. Well, they can screw it up, but they can't. They sh- they shouldn't. And if they follow my advice, I, I think they're going to be okay. Look, let's get real. The Republicans, they talk a good game. They uh, deliver great congressional hearings. Nobody does a congressional hearing like the Republicans. And uh, the, the videos, the campaign videos, awe-inspiring. I mean, it's just really beautiful. But when it comes to actually doing something, the Republicans have been the modern-day do-nothing party, and that has to change, and it's got to change very quickly. Now, one of the things that, that is really impacting the entire country right now is the border, and not a, what is it, over the weekend, a Fox was reporting over 300,000 people have crossed the border in December, over 300,000 people. We're talking about city-sized groups of people coming into this country, and we just simply can't sustain these numbers. But not a single member. Now, just think about this for a moment. This has been going on since Joe Biden was elected president, put his hand on the Bible. Ever since that time, the illegal surge began. Millions and millions of people are now living here illegally. Not a single member of the Biden administration has been impeached. Not a one. Not even Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. He should have already been impeached. He should have been thrown in jail. But they can't even muster the courage or the evidence to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. And why is that? Because the Republicans, again, talk a good game but they are do-nothings. That's what, Seriously. And, and I want you to understand here, there has to be, something has to be done. I'm not sure the clock is going to, is going to be in our favor here. Because very soon, and, and what's going to, they're going to go after, they're going to go after Hunter. And I think that's the wrong move here. You got to go after Mayorkas. You got to go after Merrick Garland for weaponizing the government. And then you got to go after Joe Biden. But the Hunter Biden thing, I mean, with the evidence they already have, I mean, that laptop, it's the laptop from you know where, ladies and gentlemen, all sort fornication at the wazoo going on and other orifices. By the way, Trump wrote on social media yesterday that Biden is using the invasion as a way to destroy the nation. And you say, well, what does he mean by that? Well, he believes that the Democrats are, are, are signing up illegals to vote, and I believe that too. That, that's how they're going to try to that's how they're going to try to steal the election is that they're going to sign up all these illegals to vote. So that's, that's happening. That, that's happening in real time. But here's where they need to go after Biden. And I look, I get it, the corruption, it's there, Ukraine, China, I get it. But there is a surefire way to impeach Biden. And I think even some Democrats would have to agree with this. 
Joe Biden promised to defend this country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. He he swore an oath, and he has violated that oath. Beyond that, he has also failed to uphold Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. That is, that's the process in which the federal government must, by constitution, by constitutional law, the federal government must protect the states from invasion. And that has not happened. Instead, he has literally turned a blind eye to what's going on at the border. That in and of itself could be considered treason. But this president has violated his oath of office, and he must be impeached for that. And yet the Republicans have done nothing. They could have done that month one. They didn't. Could have done it month two, but they didn't. Because they're do-nothings. So here's what I recommend. And this is this is just Todd Starnes. This is the view from the pew here, folks. But Republicans have to play hardball. We've got to shut down the border. Just shut it down. And if the, if the federal government doesn't do what is necessary, then the state governments have to step up. They've got to send in the National Guard units, and they've got to secure the border. Shut it down. For, forget about securing the border. Shut it down and enforce the law. But I'm telling you, if we do not shut it down, we will lose the country. That's how, that's how serious of a situation this is. And when you hear the actual journalist, people like Bill Belugin and Griff Jenkins down there on the border, you understand this is a serious, serious issue. By the way, Republicans are play or the Democrats rather are playing hardball. Um, over the past, I don't know, a couple of um, was it a couple of months now, six months, we've had the uh, the planes and the buses going to uh, Chicago and New York City. And uh, here's what Mayor Brandon Johnson says um, about uh, the illegals arriving uh, there in Texas, cut or, or Chicago, rather, cut number nine. There are reports of a plane from Texas landing in Chicago carrying more migrants that arrived around 1 a.m. I'm wondering if uh, Texas officials gave you any heads up, who's on the plane, what happens next? Well, what we have is clearly uh, clearly an international and federal crisis that local governments are being asked to subsidize. And this is unsustainable. Um, none of our local economies are um, positioned to be able to carry on such a mission. And what we have attempted to do um, is to create structure and some coordination around this, this humanitarian crisis. And unfortunately, uh, the governor of Abbott, the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, um, is determined to continue to sow seeds of chaos. And last night and in several nights before, um, a number of buses continue to arrive in the city of Chicago and throughout the country without any coordination. And now he's taken on um, this very dangerous task of placing individuals on airplanes and flying them into our various cities. Um, this is certainly a matter of, of not just of our national security, but it's the type of chaos that this governor is committed um, to, to to administering. All right, so what is he talking about here? Chicago is a sanctuary city, and it seems to me that Governor Abbott, by the way, Texas is not a sanctuary state. They do not have sanctuary cities. 
So Texas is saying, all right, we've got all these people invading our state. We need to send them to where they will be welcomed. And what was it back in the day when all of these major cities were saying, give us the illegals. We will take care of them. We will house them. We will feed them. We will clothe them. We will take care of their every need. We will be the Waldorf Astoria hotels of the illegal immigration world. And so everybody said, all right, whoopee, woohoo. And what did they do? Well, they're sending all the illegals to where they're going to be cared for. And now all of a sudden, you've got the Chicago mayor who was pulling out the welcome mat, just yanking it right up out of those illegal alien feet. That's what he's doing. By the way, they're trying to frame this now as some sort of a um, of, of a civil war, a confederacy. They called him up. They likened him to the confederacy. What What does that even mean? And by the way, these planes are not coming from Texas. These illegals are coming from Guatemala and Mexico and North Africa and China. That's where these people are coming from, not Texas. And I want somebody, and, and unfortunately, we have an ignorant press corps, and, and they can't help it. That's They went to college and they got uneducated. And it's a sad thing that's happened to the journalism industry in this nation. But I would love for somebody just once, and we're trying to get the, the mayor of Chicago on the show, but I would love to ask the mayor a, a simple question. You're a sanctuary city, Mr. Mayor, so why would you not want these illegals? Why would you not want the illegals, sir? But I've got another question. Now, the mayor is only getting a couple of thousand illegals. It's not like they're getting tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of people. But I'd be curious to know from the mayor, what advice would he give to a border town like Brownsville, Texas, that's been completely overrun? There are more illegals right now in Brownsville, Texas, than there are actually law-abiding citizens. What would the mayor tell those towns and those communities? So from that vantage point, good on you, Governor Abbott. But the other problem is the illegals are still here, and now they're being scattered across the fruited plain. But to my point, this is this is the campaign issue because you have to tie law and order in with all of that. And when you do, ladies and gentlemen, you've got a winning platform. And I think that President Trump, needs to be in Chicago's south side doing rallies. He needs to be in Detroit, needs to come down to Memphis, Tennessee, and take the campaign directly to the blacks in the Hispanic communities. Let's see what happens then. Look, we've got a lot to cover here. We're going to take a break. That's like point, not even point one. That's that's point one dash A of my plan for the Republicans to actually win in a landslide. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. 
Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304 and start investing today. Welcome back to the Tom Stearns Radio Show, and we especially want to welcome our brand new listeners in Houston, Texas, listening to us on AM 920 Patriot Talk, Faith, Family, Freedom. Love that love that slogan, and uh, we want to welcome all of our great Houston uh, listeners to the program. Now, uh, here's the deal for Houston. All this week, uh, if you call in and we have Houston callers and you make it on the air, uh, we're going to hook you up with a, a, a Todd Stern Show prize package, sort of our way of saying welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, so give us a call, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. KJP was on MSDNC earlier today. Here's what she had to say about Governor Greg Abbott, cut 15. It is shameful that a Republican governor, Governor Abbott in Texas, is using migrants uh, as a political stunt. That's what he's been doing. So you're referring to the busing of migrants to northern uh, cities. Absolutely. And the, 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 the busing of migrants, the putting them on flights, it is shameful that that is occurring. And instead of, if the governor really, truly wants to deal with this issue, he should talk to uh, the senators in his state. All right. There is. So KJP is saying, how dare you? How dare you? Who do you think you are, Greg Abbott? Sending the illegals to sanctuary cities. Who do you think you are? All right, let's go to the phones here. Gregory in Connecticut. Gregory, what's on your mind? Yeah, I don't understand why you keep referring to them as illegals. Um, And again, I'm not advocating for all these people to come here. Because they're illegal. They're here illegally. If they show up at our border and say they are seeking asylum, as absurd as it is, they have to be allowed in and granted a hearing. Why do they and have yes, to be? Wait, 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 why do they have to be allowed into the country, Gregory? Because it's the law. No, it's not the law. Let me ask you a question. Yes, how many people, Gregory, how many people should we allow into the country? That's irrelevant. To no, sir. No, sir. It is not irrelevant. You know what? You tell the people down in Brownsville, Texas, that's irrelevant. And they'll take you to take a, they'll tell you to take a fly and flip. It is relevant. The problem is a hundred million, two hundred million. You're more okay. Did we? Um, did we? We had all right. There you go. You see, Gregory said. Do we still have Gregory with us? All right, Greg. Gregory's gone. All right, Gregory uh, tried to to use some language here, and he called me a moron. But you see, these people like Gregory, and Gregory's a leftist. He believes in open borders. This guy. And they don't ever want to answer this one question. How many people do we let in the country? They don't want they don't want to answer that question. But the reality is the Democrats and the globalists want about 600 million people in this country. They want to completely destabilize the United States of America. That's what's going on here. You want to you want to see what your towns and communities look like you folks in 
Salem, Oregon, and Gainesville, Georgia, drive on down to the border and take a look at what the people there, the good people of Texas, have to deal with every single day. It's unacceptable. All right, got to take a break. Again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Our website is toddsterns.com. And again, we want to welcome all of our great listeners on Patriot Talk 920 AM in Houston, Texas. We'll be right back, America. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. By the way, all these people, these so-called asylum seekers, why are they all military-aged young men? And why are they so well-dressed? A lot of these people are better dressed than folks living here in the United States of America. So it's all bogus, ladies and gentlemen. It is all bogus. Now, if, if you want to come to this country, there is a legal way to do it. And nobody wants to talk about all of the legal migrants, legal immigrants to this country, the people that have been waiting years to come to America the right way. Nobody cares about them. By the way, those are the kinds of people we want living in this country. The rest of them are sort of like locusts, right? They come into our country, they use up all of our resources, and then they go somewhere else. That's what's going on here. All right, welcome back to the program. Good to have you with us today. And again, welcome to all of our great, great listeners on our brand new affiliate in Houston. Uh, we are so excited to have you folks with us today. Our telephone number, and by the way, and this is um, this is exclusively for Houston today, and we do this every time we have a new affiliate, but if you're calling in today from Patriot Talk 920, uh, give us a call, 901-260-5926, and we're going to hook you up with a great prize package. It's our way of saying welcome to the neighborhood. All right, let's go to Statesville, North Carolina. William is listening to us on WSIC. William, what's going on? Hey, Todd, thanks for taking my call. Happy New Year to you. I hope you have a prosper, and I know you're going to have an informative year because you always do. Well, thank you for uh, that. Listen, I know I'm probably going to make a lot of people mad, but they can just get glad in the same pants they get mad in. But here's the deal. I totally agree with you. We need to shut this border down. And I really don't care who gets in office later this year. I hope it's Donald Trump. 
but that's the rain remain to be seen. Um, but that's the first thing that needs to happen. And really in all actuality, it needs to happen before November 5th of this year. Um, that guy that called earlier, it's almost like he was talking like it's inhumane for us doing what we're doing by trying to turn them around. And I'm sorry, but that's what it's come down to now. We can't take any more people in. We're too crowded. We've got to start taking care of our own people before we can try to even take care of somebody else from another country. And really, there's a small crowd that's like that that is uh, seeking asylum or whatever you want to call it. Um, We have more enemy-prone people that are coming across that line, and they're not just coming from Mexico. It's coming from all over the world. Oh, well, of course it is. And again, William, if these people are really seeking asylum, they can do that when they hit the Mexico border, right? Uh, But they're not doing it. Mexico is letting, and they're aiding and abetting in all of this because they don't want those people in their country, and that's why they're shoving them all over to us. And by the way, that right. the, the caller from uh, Connecticut, I forget his name. Anyway, uh, he would be one of those people that would say, we want to bring all the Gazans here. All the, the two million Gazans, bring them to America. We want to take care of them. Well, tell them, to, tell them all to go to his doorstep. Maybe he can take care of them. Maybe he's got a big porterhouse up there somewhere in Connecticut, and he can take care of all them people. There's already some of them close to him now if they've been shipped to Chicago and New York be just a hop skip and a jump for him it is a you know it's a it's a fair point uh william appreciate you calling in and happy new year to you uh let's go to kentucky franklin is on the line hi franklin what say you hi todd yeah that caller that called in earlier is 100 percent right if they're seeking asylum the way our laws are they are too liberal the problem is not these people coming here we don't i don't want any of them in here but the 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 congress needs to change the laws why can't you get that through your thick head well first of all franklin uh these people are not seeking asylum these people are invading our nation they are criminals uh we used to fight wars over stuff like this and uh regardless of how thick my head is or is not sir the reality is they're breaking our laws they don't deserve to come to America. You want to come to America, you do it the legal way. Otherwise, you're a criminal and you don't belong in this country. Goodbye, Franklin. Appreciate you. I've got the liberals coming out of the woodwork today, folks. 901-260-5926, our number. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to Bill in Statesville, North Carolina. Hi, Bill. What's on your mind? Oh, hi. Good morning, Todd. Well, watching Fox News and people over the weekend, I think there's been a major awakening and a paradigm shift. You know, heretofore, people thought, well, maybe the Democrats were trying to pad the voter rolls, you know, for the next few years, the next 20 years. You and I have talked about this before. Now they're coming to the realization that George Soros and all these people, the open border folks at the U.N. and and trying to look like Europe, actually, they're, they're saying they're trying to make us just open borders when there's so many here. It's just going to be a de facto point. We got open borders and that's what they want. So I think the talking heads on TV are all of a sudden waking up that the election stuff might be just a subset of the big plan. Well, when you, I mean, again, you have to ask, why do the Democrats, why are they so hell-bent on bringing all these people into the country? And when you sit down and you think about it, it, it makes a lot of sense what Trump was saying over the weekend, 
that this is all about about stealing another election. And you better believe these people are being given the right to vote, Bill. All oh, right. absolutely. And, and uh, like you said, military-age people, uh, the same thing. You know, this is going to look like 1859 all over again pretty soon. Uh, yes, sir, it is. Bill, got to run. Appreciate that call. Uh, 901-260-5926 is our number. This is a Chicago alderman. Byron Lopez, and he's really upset with all you folks in Texas. Cut eight. We've seen the conditions worsening um, because of the um, tactics that continue to be worsening. Now we see uh, Governor Abbott even sending uh, people uh, by plane, uh, which is putting really uh, our communities not only in, at risk, but he is really uh, putting our, our whole communities at the brink of um, of collapse all right so that guy's upset that's a dude right all right yeah, yeah a little high pitch i guess he sings tenor uh then in in new jersey we've got a democrat mayor down there and this guy this is great uh the the report telling a reporter at wabc he says yeah we're not we're not letting the illegals we're not letting them get off the bus here uh that that's not happening cut 18 a disturbing new development emerged this weekend over the migrant crisis in our area. Last week, you may recall, Mayor Adams imposed a new mandate to slow the number of charter buses from the south carrying migrants to New York City. In an effort to circumvent that new rule, several buses that originated from Texas and Louisiana started leaving hundreds of migrants at train stations in New Jersey this weekend. Those people then forced to figure out on their own how to get to their final destinations. Here's New Jersey reporter Tony Yates. We want to be supportive. It's obviously a crisis. Everybody needs to kind of pitch in a little bit together. Jersey City is a sanctuary city and has motel rooms on standby for migrants. December 30th, four buses arrived next door at the Secaucus Junction Station. Four of 11 buses that recently came up from the southern border. Ten from Texas and one from Louisiana. Skirting Mayor Adams' bus arrival mandate in the city by dropping migrants off at New Jersey transit stations in Secaucus, Fanwood, Edison and Trenton. Secaucus Mayor Michael Ganelli says it appears all the migrants arriving there were given tickets to board trains to the city. He adds that Secaucus will be working closely with the governor's office, all law enforcement agencies, and the county to monitor this situation, most agreeing that the ever-growing crisis calls for more help from state and federal officials. If it continues, it's kind of a regional approach from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and uh, everybody would need to pitch in. The town of Edison, however, has its own answer, a charter bus to send migrants back to the southern border. The bus that arrived the other night was simply ordered to leave. Edison Township police officers did not know if any of those 40 individuals were carrying weapons. They couldn't be identified, and that is a major problem. That's a major security risk. It's a health risk. And we're just not going to tolerate that. Mayor Joshi says a few buses arrived in Edison over the summer during hours when the train station was not open. It's not a 24-hour stop. And that's when they had to make some decisions about what to do. But the loophole has worked in other towns. So far, mayors say the key is help and order. The solution for me as the mayor of Edison is not to pawn it off to another mayor. But at the end of the day, these are desperate people that need help. And we want to do the right thing and be helpful. All right, there you go. A Democrat mayor in New Jersey saying, yeah, they're not stopping. We're not going to let them off the bus here. Yeah, just keep on, keep on going. Keep on going. 
All right, uh, we got to take a break here. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. And again, welcoming all of our brand new listeners in Houston, Texas. Uh, you call in today and we're going to hook you up with a great prize package. Also, I uh, want to remind you about our great website. And uh, folks, we're very excited about uh, the growth that we have experienced over at ToddSterns.com. And a lot of that is because you know you're going to be getting good accurate information and and we work very hard to do that for you and so we'd love for you to check that out at toddsterns.com well you know a christmas has passed and i've got a great gift idea that will not cost you a penny i want you to consider subscribing to newsmax plus that's right i subscribed i'd love it with newsmax plus you're going to get all of the great shows rob schmidt eric bowling greta van susteren and you're also going to get lots of movies and documentaries uh, Newsmax Plus, by the way, launched about, oh, about a month ago. More than 180,000 people have already signed up. And Newsmax Plus lets you watch the Newsmax channel on your phone or home TV app. So here's what you need to do. Uh, go to NewsmaxPlus.com. Like I said, it is free to start. You can start your free trial by simply going to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, coming up, Governor Mike Huckabee is going to drop by. Also, our good friend Congressman Guy Reschenthaler is uh, going to preview Congress. I, I haven't even gotten through even not even a half of my recommendations for Congress. I'm going for for uh, for the Republicans uh, to win all to, to the whole Monty. That look, I believe if they follow my guide, if they follow my guide here, follow the plan. We're going to win the House, the Senate, and the White House. We're going to win governorships. We're going to it's it's going to be a landslide victory for Republicans. I'll we'll get to more of that after the uh, the top of the hour. Let's go to Libby in New Bern, North Carolina, the talk station, our great affiliate out in those parts. Hi, Libby. What's on your mind today? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, honey. Hey, Libby, let's, I want you to do me a favor. Just turn down that radio so we don't get all that feedback. I'll cut it off. There you go. Um, I can't believe somebody called you a moron. My niece, or my cousin, married a Mexican. She had to go live in Mexico for a year to prove that that marriage was legal. And then he applied for citizenship in the United States. I have friends that are from Cambodia. They came here. They applied for citizenship. 
they are United States citizens. These crazy people they're crossing the Rio Grande are not American citizens. Part of them are Palestinians. They come from God knows where. And my cure is put the National Guard out there with live rounds, and they'll turn around sooner or later. I mean, this is too much. Libby, uh-huh. it's unacceptable. By the way, I got called thick-headed, too. Not too bad. We're only on January 2nd. I've been called a thick-headed moron. Well, I must be a thick-headed moron. I'm, I, I've been told that I, I cause trouble. but I don't believe know. that, Libby. I don't believe that. I think you're a good patriot. No, I'm a conservative Republican, and I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm pro-life. I don't believe in the death penalty, but... When it comes to America, this country has fallen so far. I, I'm I'm ashamed to even admit this is where I come from anymore. It's horrible. Now, and Libby, let has- let me say this, Libby. Never be ashamed. Be proud of who you are as an American. And look, there's no doubt about it. We're in a rough spot right now as a country. But I'm I'm still proud to be an American. Uh, I do believe that America's greatest days are ahead, and I think that if we all stand together, we are going to win in 2024, but it's not a given. We're just going to have to bust our butts about it. We really are, and it, it's it's not going to be easy. I am concerned. We've got rhinos out there. We've got establishment Republicans. We've got the Chamber of Commerce Republicans, and they hate Donald Trump, but the reality is Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. And your choice is either going to be Donald Trump and freedom or the Democrat and communism. I mean, that really is going to be the choice in in 2024. Libby, appreciate you calling in. You be proud to be an American, and uh, you give us a call back one of these days. All right, let's go to Robert in uh, listening to us on WHKP. Hi, Robert. What's on your mind? How are you doing, sir? I'm well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, uh, I guess a legitimate gripe as far as I'm concerned. I'm a veteran, and I've served this country, and I've served this country in the Coast Guard, and I spent time on the ocean when Haitians and everything else was floating around in here, and all the stuff that they went through and we went through to, you know, to get shots things like that to keep us from being susceptible to their diseases and and all that mess. And, and you know, there are people here that are here that should be here that done it, like you said, the right way. And there's hundreds of thousands of people here that are here that done it the wrong way. And the bottom line is, is we got these liberal Democrats, I call them libtards, uh, they they want to, uh, you know, kill babies. It's okay to abort a baby, uh, no matter what, kill babies. And they come up with all new kind of laws and stuff and rumors and hearsay and all this stuff. They're, they're, they're wanting to kill children that are here in America now and let, let mama's deadbeat mom and dad kill babies. But they want to let them come in that ain't even legal to be here. What's Robert, the point? I mean, Robert, I'll tell you what the point is, and and a lot of people don't like to talk about this, but it's true. This is part of the replacement theory. They want to bring in enough illegals. They're going to start popping out babies, and very soon, very soon, 
American-born citizens will be a minority in their own country. That, that's how all of this is, is going to play out. And, Robert, we appreciate you calling in, and thank you for serving our great nation, sir. I will say this. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, got word from one of our um, one of our sources on Capitol Hill that they're actually using VA medical centers to take care of the illegal aliens. In other words, they're pushing aside the men and women who put on the uniform of this country, who fought bravely for this country. They're being shoved aside, and they're allowing the illegals to go in and to get medical care from the VA. Is, is that right, ladies and gentlemen? I, I got a problem with that. All right, uh, we've got to take a, a quick break here and pay some bills, catch you up on the top of the hour news. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Speaking of the military, uh, that's another big component of Republicans winning in 2024. We're going to get into that. Also, Jewish families under attack here in America. We have some exclusive reporting on that as well. Hang tight, everybody. Hour two of the big show. This is the Todd Stearns Program. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. Welcome, everybody, to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Uh, happy to have you with us. Happy New Year. Wow. Did you watch any of the, the football last night? I got to tell you, you know, I was I watched the um, I watched the the Alabama game and and tried not to laugh. I um, watched the Washington and uh, Texas game, and my takeaway from yesterday. And by the way, my condolences to our friends at Liberty University. But the takeaway from yesterday is that the Georgia Bulldogs got hosed. That there's no reason why the and by the way, Georgia's coming under fire now because they're saying that they ran up the score. Well, I'm, I, I, look here, folks, I, my apologies here to Florida State, but you're coming and you're playing in a bowl game. You better bring it. It's not Georgia's fault that the team you played the season with decided to bolt and go into the portal. So anyway, uh, my condolences to all you folks in Georgia. Uh, but the big takeaway, and by the way, the family went down to the Peach Bowl, had a great time. Um, a beautiful event down there, and uh, they always throw the folks over at the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl throw a great, great bowl game. Uh, so, so well done to uh, to all of you folks. Uh, by the way, want to welcome all of our brand new listeners. Uh, all this week, we are celebrating our brand new affiliate in Houston, Texas, and uh, we want to welcome all of you folks listening to us on Patriot Talk nine twenty a.m. And uh, by the way, all of you folks who call in from Patriot Talk 920 this week, you're going to get a great prize package. Our telephone number, write it down, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Well, I want to go right now to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us from Pennsylvania, Congressman Guy Rushenthaler. Congressman, Happy New Year to you. Todd, Happy New Year. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And as always, please just call me Guy. 
Well, I can't do that. I, I'd love to do a guy, but you know, you're a congressman, so we'll call you Congressman Guy. How's that sounds that's weird. Fair. That's fair. That's a good compromise. Uh, we were we're we're looking at the Republicans and going through an essay I wrote for for Town Hall and what it, what the Republicans are going to need to do to win in a landslide in 2024. And, and Congressman, for me, it's just a matter of living up to the promises that you guys made to the American people, to the voters. You know, we had we had all those promises made in the uh, commitment to America, which is what was outlined going into the election cycle that brought us back to the majority. I think if we stick to those guns, we're going to win. And if you look at it, really what the game is about now, Todd, is the game is about turning out your base. There's this myth that's left over from the 1990s and early 2000s that we have all these swing voters in the middle. That's just that's just nonsense. That's statistically not the case anymore. We're very polarized. So the path to victory is through turning out your base. And the Republican base is very energized right now. With Trump at the top of the ticket, that's going to help bring people to the polls. We have Democrats uh, just just showing how extreme they are. Boys playing in girls' sports, for example, an incredibly porous open southern border. Weakness and total capitulation on the world stage. Economic issues that haven't been seen in decades in this country. Inflation rates at the real inflation rate for consumer goods, 17% roughly. So there's so many tailwinds going for the Republican Party right now that I think we're going to be able to expand the majority in the House. I think we're going to be able to take back the Senate and we're going to get President Trump back in the White House. Yeah, I think th- that's that's an imperative. And I, I think if we can do those things, then it's going to it's going to be a landslide. You know, the Suffolk University poll that came out uh, just over the past couple of days showing uh, President Trump actually beating Biden among Hispanic voters. And you've got one out of five black voters saying they're probably going to go to a third party candidate in 2024. Yeah, and and those numbers are really important because statistically, when the Republicans get somebody from one of the minority groups that historically have voted Democratic, those are very likely to be Republican voters for life because it's such a big shift to vote Republican for those demographics that it's very thoughtful, it's deliberate, and it's really somebody who, who has decided they truly are conservative. So those numbers are really good for us because those numbers tend to hold in future elections. Now, some people that say, well, Republicans are still only getting maybe 20 percent of the black vote. Uh, you got to remember that, that historically, since um, since like about the 60s, we were getting about eight to 10 percent of the vote. So just doubling that or even coming close to doubling that in places like Philadelphia, downtown Pittsburgh, for example, will make a huge difference in a statewide election um, for, for Senate, for example. So those those numbers are very important statewide elections. And as far as the Hispanic vote goes, Republicans are getting 55 percent of the Hispanic vote. President Trump set a, set a goal or those around him set a goal to get 38 percent of the Hispanic vote. I believe in, in uh, 2016 that was. And in 2020 and 2022, the Republicans actually exceeded, far exceeded that. So we've been making huge, huge gains with the Hispanic population just in the last, just in the last four, six, eight years. I and mean, that those demographics mean a lot because as as we become a party that's more diverse, and as the country becomes more diverse, it's going to mean the Democrats are going to be the party of coastal elites and and, and basically white, well-off yuppies. Okay, and the Republicans are going to be the party of blue collar workers, both both black, white, Hispanic, you name it. 
On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today, our friend from Pennsylvania, Congressman Guy Rushenthaler. And, you know, Congressman, looking at the border, it's just it's just unbelievable. And, and people are, are really, really getting anxious because they see what's happening and they see nothing being done about it. And, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I, I say shut down the border. And if the government's not going to come in, the federal government's not going to step in. I say the the governors have to step in and do the right thing here. I mean, we really are watching an Article 4, Section 4 invasion underway. I yeah, I have so many thoughts about the border, Todd. And, you know, it's it's really bad. I mean, if we, we talk about numbers, about the amount of border crossings, you had almost a quarter of a million illegal immigrants encountered just in December alone. And it's an all-time high, high for December. And in that same period of time, again, that's just one month, you had 17 people that were on the terrorist watch list. Remember, it only took 19 terrorists to pull off 9-11, and we had 17 that were apprehended, which begs the question, how many people were not apprehended? And again, that's not all year. That was last month. You had 17 on the terrorist watch list that were caught. Um, if you if you look at if you look at last year in 2023, just in the just in the third quarter of the year, you had more illegal immigrants come across the country than the total population of Miami and Pittsburgh combined. Additionally, in that same period of time, you had more illegal immigrants coming into the country than you had natural births here in the United States. So so the numbers are truly staggering. If all the illegal immigrants could vote collectively. And, and form a jurisdiction, a state, it would be this, it would roughly be the size of Virginia. They'd have between five and seven, uh, U.S. representatives. Uh, so, so the numbers are, numbers are huge. But Democrats don't want to do anything about it. They think that the compassionate thing is to let these individuals come across the, come across the border. It's actually the opposite because what's happening is you're fueling the drug cartel. The drug cartel is literally making billions of dollars off this every year. And that people that are coming across are beholden to the drug cartels. They're really modern-day indentured servants that get victimized the entire trek to the southern border, and they continue to get victimized when they're here in the United States because they have to pay the drug cartels uh, for bringing them across the border. It's, it's a vicious cycle. And, and, Todd, that doesn't even mention the fentanyl issue that we could talk about. No, I mean, it's just it's it's a full-on invasion and occupation uh, of the country. And um, I think Trump is right. I, I think that the reason why the borders are open is that the Democrats see these as uh, easy targets, um, easy voters, and uh, they're going to be replacing the minorities who have been long traditionally Democrat supporters who are now going to the Republican Party. So I, I, I'm, I'm with President Trump on this, and I think that sets up a very dangerous, dangerous situation in every single city in this country. Well, Todd, what we, I, I agree with you. What we need to do is we need to make sure we go back. First off, we need to elect President Trump, first and foremost. And in a year's time, and he's back in the, in the White House, we can have the executive branch actually do what it's supposed to do and enforce the laws that are passed. But in the meantime, we should insist that Joe Biden uh, go back to the remaining Mexico policy that was so successful under President Trump. We should insist that portions of the border wall actually be built and completed. We should also make sure that we end the catch and release program. I mean, these are just three simple steps we can do to really stop the flow of illegal immigration. In the meantime, we're just going to have to work our tails off to make sure we take back the Senate, keep the majority in the House, and get Trump back in the White House. Um, but, but it's true. Very few people care about this issue that are in 
uh, big government and that are, that are in big business, for example, which, and that's the nefarious part. Corporate, you know, our corporate overlords see these people as, as if they're, they're uh, cheap labor, which is absolutely disgusting. Again, victimizing these individuals and then also suppressing wages for working, um, working American, working blue collar, in particular Americans here. Uh, so that's a problem. That's a problem too. And again, the fentanyl is a, another issue. I mean, you have enough fentanyl that came across last year to kill something like 11 billion people. Um, this is an, an incredibly dangerous drug. You have 300 people on average every day dying in the United States of fentanyl overdoses, and it's directly directly attributable to the failures of, of Joe Biden and Mayorkas. Congressman, real quick here, um, we've got a couple of big issues coming up in, in Congress and looming possible government shutdown again i i was just i shouldn't have been surprised but i was surprised when uh, senator Rand paul put out his uh, festivus list of grievances 900 billion dollars of of just money that was squandered and I, i'm wondering where do you see all of this playing out will the republicans hold their ground or will we uh, make another deal with the democrats you know, it's yet, it's really yet to be seen how this is going to play out. I can tell you that we as Republicans in the House have passed seven of the 12 appropriations bills. I'm on the appropriations committee. I'm not only in a lot of those bills have we gone back to spending levels of 2016, 2017, 2018, which is, which is quite remarkable going back to, to spending levels, um, from before 2020, especially given the inflation that we have. So, um, but we also have tons of policy shifts. You know, the best example is the state and foreign ops uh, subcommittee, which is what I'm on. If you look at that, you have um, you have huge prioritization of our allies, such as Israel, and you have you defund a lot of the programs that China, international programs that China is taking control of. The World Health Organization, for example, we greatly reduce the amount going in there. We defund all these foreign labs that are in. China, Iran, Russia, that, that we're in part funding. So, so you have conservative principles and you have spending levels that go back to fiscal years well, well, well in the recent past, like, like I said, 2016, 2017, 2018. The key is going to be making sure the Senate uh, works, the, the Senate Republicans work with Senate, with, with Republicans in the House to make sure that we keep the spending levels where they are. Um, but that's going to be a negotiation between the House and the Senate. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. All right. Well, uh, Congressman, we got to leave it there. Uh, great to have you back with us. Going to be a wild year, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, Todd. Happy New Year again. Talk to you soon. All right. Uh, Congressman Guy Reschenthaler, everybody from Pennsylvania, represents the 14th Congressional District. By the way, have you noticed something about John Fetterman? You know, the poor guy had the stroke. His brain has been healing uh, since he took uh, you know the oath of office. Have you noticed that the more his brain heals, the more conservative Fetterman has become? Anybody else notice that? It's it's a fascinating story. By the way, uh, we're getting some breaking news coming out of Harvard, and uh, we understand that um, the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, her last name, not her affiliation, has announced that she will be stepping down. Uh, we're working on some audio of that. Oh, we've got it right now. All right, this is um, the Harvard University president. Our university embraces a commitment to free expression. That commitment extends even to views that many of us find objectionable, even outrageous. We do not punish or sanction people for expressing such views.
But that is a far cry for endorsing them. It's in the exercise of our freedom to speak that we reveal our characters and we reveal the character of our institution. We can issue public pronouncements declaring the rightness of our own points of view and vilify those who disagree. Or we can choose to talk. All right, let me jump in here. So that was uh, Claudine Gay uh, defending anti-Semitism on the campus. She says it it was okay uh, to be a Jew hater and uh, to go out there and call for the eradication of the Jewish people. And uh, that caught her a lot of fire. Then she became embroiled in this plagiarism scandal, and it turns out that Claudine Gay was actually an affirmative action hire. So now she is uh, announcing that she will be resigning this afternoon, and um, it is believed to be the shortest tenure of a president in the history of Harvard. Well, maybe just maybe. I don't think Harvard's learned a lesson here. They've lost hundreds of millions of dollars in uh, donors, but maybe, just maybe, they they can learn a lesson that you can't just go out there and hire somebody strictly based on the color of their skin. There actually needs to be a qualification as well. All right, we got to take a break. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Uh-oh. Well, ESPN is having to apologize. Uh, Dylan, I don't know if you saw the game last night, um, the the, uh, the Sugar Bowl. And, uh, you know, they had the live cam out there on uh, Bourbon Street. That is, that is a risky venture right there. Uh, I'm just saying, you never know what's going to happen. And so when you got you have the live cam out there um, on Bourbon Street, and I guess the guys in the booth were, oh, let's let's check out what's happening. We, we're in a we're in a timeout. Let's check out what's happening down on Bourbon Street. And um, there was a little um, there was a little bit of boobies showing mm. right there on national television. Oh boy, God and country. And I mean, it's not ESPN's fault. I mean, you know, some woman's going to flash the. <laughs> Actually, in her defense, she was not flashing the camera. Uh, I think she was wanting some beads. You know, yeah. that's how they do it, by the way. If you see a woman walking around with a lot of beads, chances are she's not a Sunday school teacher at the First Baptist Church. Mm-mm. She was doing some inappropriate behavior there. So anyway, uh, ESPN has now apologized. And uh, what game was it, by the way? Oh, this was the NFL game. It was uh, Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions, right, with the, the, the rotten officiating? Oh, that yes. was terrible. Oh, my goodness. So now that, that, so apparently that referee team will no longer be, uh, you know, umpiring any games. Good. So I'm, I'm not sure why I just thought about that, but um, that, that was, it's just, uh, the officiating has just gone down the, the tubes. Ruined sports. By the way, you know, ESPN host and the refs last night were doing everything humanly possible to help Alabama win. <laughs> What's new? They were trying. They love them. And by the way, my Tennessee Volunteers shut out Iowa. Right. How about that? There were some good games yesterday. There were some great games. Liberty, that was a tough one. But uh, at least they made it to the, I mean, it, look, it was a big day. New Year's, New Year's Day game, that's a big deal. But I still think Georgia got hosed. They should have been in that championship game. 
All right, we got to take a break here. 901-260-5926 is our number. Hey, Governor, Mike Huckabee, coming up next. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns radio program. Welcome to all of our great listeners and all of our brand new listeners in Houston, Texas on Patriot Talk 920. Uh, By the way, the website, patriottalk920.com. And all this week, we're going to be honoring uh, all of our new listeners in the Houston area. So if you call in, you get on the air, you're going to get a great prize package, our way of saying a welcome to the neighborhood. Well, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and uh, say Happy New Year to a good friend of this program, Governor Mike Huckabee. Governor, hope you're doing good today. You know, I'm uh, getting off to a great new year. I'm expecting 2024 to be much better than 2023. That's my hope. You know, I, I'm first of all, I'm shocked you're even on the show because I've been following you on social media. I think the entire Huckabee family has been in a duck blind somewhere for the past couple of days. <laughs> well, I did do some duck hunting last week. Had a great time. I hosted a uh, fraternity duck hunt for the Teak Fraternity, and I've done that every year for a while. Um, limited out both days. Had a wonderful hunt, and uh, some great guys came from around the country to experience Arkansas duck hunting, some of whom for the First time, found out what it's like to hunt mallards in flooded timber. And they now know why I say first day in heaven is a flooded timber duck hunt. <laughs> I'm not sure what we do after that, but that's day one in heaven. God says we're going to get this thing off to a great start. I love it. A couple of, uh, couple of days ago, we were doing the, the Newsmax TV show, and we take callers. And uh, I noticed uh, the call screener said, hey, we've got a call coming in from Greenwood, Mississippi, which, of course, is great duck hunting, great deer hunting out there in the, in the Mississippi Delta. And so we took a call from a guy who was literally listening to the show in his deer stand, which may have been a first for Newsmax. <laughs> My kind of people. Uh, you could tell he was talking in a hushed voice, so we tried to keep it down. <laughs> Well, Governor, uh, a lot going on, and of course, uh, the sprint begins, um, and uh, the Iowa caucuses coming up, and Trump, uh, the latest number, Suffolk University, up almost 50 points. Um, Where do you see all this playing in in Iowa, then on to New Hampshire? Well, if somebody doesn't get a lot closer to Trump than they already are, uh, the race will continue for a while, but it's going to be hard for anybody to catch up. If you take all of the people running for president other than Trump and add their numbers together, they're not even close to where he is. And that's just how overwhelming his lead is. Uh, I've never seen anything quite like this. And every attempt the Democrats make and the Biden Department of Justice makes to try to uh, disenfranchise not just Donald Trump, but the people who want to vote for him, his numbers keep going up because I think people, they're not chumps, they're not stupid, and they see what's going on and they realize that Joe Biden and his affiliates are so afraid of a matchup between Trump and Biden that they feel like the only way they can really win is to disqualify Trump somehow by hook or crook. And they're pretty much uh, using both hook and crook to try to do it. The, the uh, Suffolk poll also um, looked at Biden's numbers, and I was really impressed that Trump is actually leading Biden among 
Hispanic voters. I, I'm, are you surprised by that? And, and why do you think it is? Why, why are Hispanic voters breaking towards Trump? Because they did so much better when Trump was president. Their wages were higher. Their spending power was up. And here's something a lot of people don't seem to understand. Hispanic voters don't want illegal immigration. It's an insult to them. They've come here legally. They've worked hard. Many of them are third, fourth generation Hispanic Americans. Uh, you know, they don't want people looking at them and saying, oh, I bet they're illegal. Because, no, they're not. They're as American as you or me or anybody else. And they resent the fact that some of their uh, maybe friends or family worked really hard to come here, get a green card, eventually become citizens. And now you have seven and a half million people that just kind of trotted over the border and said, here we are, feed me, clothe me, house me, educate me, take care of my medical needs. And they're saying, look, we worked hard to live the American dream. And we resent that people are just coming over and Joe Biden's opened up the border and it's driving wages down for American workers, including Hispanic American workers. So if you look at all those things, it's really a shock that the numbers aren't even better, which I think they will be better by election time. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I would love to see uh, Trump or some of his associates going in and doing some rallies in like Chicago's South Side, where uh, the black voters there are ready to, to march in the streets. Uh, they've just had it. Um, but coming to a place like Detroit or Chicago or even Memphis and, and saying, you know what, we're going to have your back here. And, and I think he's going to pick up some uh, some black support as well. Well, people need to remember that when Donald Trump was president, uh, the African-American unemployment was the lowest it had ever been in all of American history. That's right. Wages for black workers was the highest it has ever been. Donald Trump did more to also create uh, some criminal justice reforms because there has been a disproportionate share of black people, particularly black males, who were punished far more harshly for drug crimes than those whose last name happened to be Biden or some other person who was well-connected. And people, once again, I'm just going to use this term, they're not stupid. They can see this stuff, and they know that their lives under Donald Trump uh, were, were frankly more affordable. Their gasoline was cheaper. Their groceries were cheaper. Uh, they could afford to buy a car or a house. Now with interest rates more than doubled, they can't do either. And so there's just a, a reality. And Joe Biden can go out there with his uh, various surrogates and talk about Bidenomics and how good the economy is doing. But people are asking themselves, who am I going to believe? Am I going to believe uh, Joe Biden or my lion eyes to tell me something different? Well, Governor Mike Huckabee on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Uh, Governor, a lot of scuttlebutt about Trump's VP pick. I know uh, Steve Bannon, uh, that crowd, very concerned that he might pick Nikki Haley. Uh, if you're giving the president advice, who who do you, who looks good as a, as a running mate for Trump? You know, I, I don't know that he'll ask me for advice, but um, I hope it's not Nikki. I, I don't have anything against her, but I don't think she fits in with an America first agenda and exactly where he's trying to go. If she is loved by the Koch brothers, and by the uh, major multinational global companies, that's not a good sign to be compatible with what Donald Trump's trying to do to bring jobs back to U.S., uh, see manufacturing grow here again, and not be indebted to a handful of billionaires that have shopped our jobs overseas 
and frankly, don't give a hoot about social issues that guys like you and me care about deeply. These people don't care about sanctity of life. They're not interested whatsoever in issues like traditional marriage and uh, stopping this nonsense of letting little boys pretend they're girls and catering to it and surgically mutilating them. Uh, they just don't even want to hear about that. Well, some of us believe that if you lose the basic culture of this country, you lose the country. So if Nikki has kind of thrown her way in with those folks, um, she's not a good fit for Donald Trump, and I hope he's not seriously uh, considering her, and I don't think he will. She said too many things about him, and she also pledged that she would not run against him, then turned around and did it. So I don't think he can trust her. Well, I, I've been hearing a name, and uh, I I think this is actually, when you sit down and think about it, and I've been doing a lot of thinking about this, this makes a lot of sense, but a lot of people say that the uh, the great governor of Arkansas might be a good running mate. Well, I think the day may come she would, but I don't know for sure, haven't really discussed it with her. But my honest assessment is that she's not quite a year into the office of governor. She's loving the job. She's committed to it. And I doubt that she would say, gee, I'm ready for that. I think she would say, you know, I'm still getting my feet wet in the job I have, and it's a four-year job. Um, So, you know, again, I'm not speaking for her, and I'm not speaking with her consent, but I I really feel like that it's probably premature for uh, for that to take place. Well, I hear nothing but great things uh, from our Arkansas listeners, and I know they're super happy, and, and you're right, she is, she's just doing a terrific job, and you can tell she's having fun, and, uh, and Arkansas is blessed to have her, but uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see who the president picks, and uh, he's always, he's a man of surprise, so you never know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he, he may call you, Todd, and say, Todd, you're the man. Yeah, that's Come not going to happen. I just want to look at my Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Well, hey, if he looked at his own Twitter feed, he would know that you might fit in real well. Well, then again, that's a good point. So, what's coming up on the big show this weekend? Well, the uh, Missouri Attorney General is going to be with us. We'll talk about his lawsuits uh, against the federal government about the conspiracy that they've uh, been engaged in to shut down conservative voices. Todd, this is an incredible issue that that a lot of Americans aren't even aware of that the federal government conspired with social media companies, uh, Twitter, prior to Elon Musk purchasing it, with Mark Zuckerberg from uh, Facebook, from Instagram, and these other social media companies to shut down conservative voices and to label as misinformation anything that disagreed with the official line of the left. And this is a serious thing. You know, when you talk about the Russians interfering with elections, heck, forget the Russians. I'm worried about these billionaire social media giants who control most of what a lot of people get for news. We also have Jeff Wayne, Big Daddy Wayne, one of the best comedians in the country will be with us, and a lot of great music. And I'll do a, also have an interview with Yale Eckstein from Tel Aviv that I recorded when I was in Israel a week ago. And uh, while we were talking and having lunch, uh, we had the sirens go off. We had to take shelter. And overhead, we could hear the explosions of Hamas rockets being wow. intercepted by the Iron Dome. It was quite a moment. Mm. All right. Well, that's coming up this weekend on uh, TBN. Also, uh, it's uh, it airs on Newsmax TV as well. Yes, it does on Sundays. So there's no excuse for people not watching the show if they don't. We're going to tell Joe Biden uh, that 
you probably need a visit from the FBI, and they may come to your house at 6 a.m. So oh, geez, I, I'll just be watching the show. Yeah, that's, what I, I do. that's what I'll be watching. All right, uh, Governor, good to, good to hear from you, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Todd. All right, Governor Mike Huckabee, everybody. Yeah, yeah, if you don't follow the governor, and by the way, Governor Sanders, his daughter, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, had the whole family out there. Uh, they were out hunting. So good people. All right, we've got to take a break here, folks. Again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. You know, you hear a lot of our guests on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And I want to encourage you folks, brand new year, why not consider switching your cell phone service? Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, and they not only share our beliefs, but they they do something about it. They donate a portion of every dollar to organizations that fight for causes you care about. They are supporters of the Todd Stearns radio program, and we love that they love conservative talk radio so get this if you switch to patriot mobile right now use my promo code todd you're going to get free activation and a free gift and it is very simple all you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash todd that's patriotmobile.com slash todd or call their u.s-based customer service team 972 patriot is the number that's 972 patriot and use that promo code todd got an update on what happened in in new york city this morning this was sort of bizarre uh roosevelt island which is this beautiful it's an island in the middle of the east river and have a lot of high rises there residential neighborhoods and this morning 911 lit up people were freaking out they they heard these uh, explosions the building started to rattle and people thought oh my it's a terrorist attack i mean you got the hamas people out there you, you don't know and, man, they had, I mean, everybody, the, the power got knocked out, and nobody knew what happened. So now we're learning that it was an earthquake, a 1.7 magnitude earthquake in Queens, New York. So what's going on here, right? So there was also an earthquake reported last night right outside of Washington, D.C., Rockville, Maryland. And then um, day before yesterday, you had the earthquake um, at, in Los Angeles. It was a 4.1. So I don't know, folks. I, book of Revelation time. I'm just saying. By the way, in the meantime, uh, there's been some big controversy in Memphis, Tennessee, where uh, we originate this program from, our flagship radio station, KWAM. They're getting ready to launch a, an after-school Satan club in a grade school, Chimney Rock Elementary School. Also, there's a, they're starting a, a Satan club in a high school in Kansas. Well, let's go to the phone lines here. Uh, Bob, listening to us on KWAM, wants to weigh in on that Satan club. All right, Bob, what's on your mind today? Hey, Todd, thanks for taking my call. And I've got two questions, and if you would help me out, I'd appreciate it. Do you know the Uvalde Foundation from Texas is still coming to protest at the school because I heard that there were some threats of violence were made against them, and I was just wondering if that's the case. Shouldn't the authorities know about it and uh, could bring little charges against them? Do you know anything about that? 
Well, well my understanding is that the, the protest was canceled. I guess uh, there was a group called the Uvalde Foundation. I don't know anything about these people, uh, but they were planning a protest, and now they're not doing the protest. They said there were unspecified threats. Uh, Bob, I just, you know what, I, if, if they're opening up an after-school Satan club, I don't care what they're threatening. I'm showing up to protest. That would be me. I appreciate, no, I appreciate that, Todd, and I'm encouraging everyone of your listeners to come in at least Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, January 8th, 9th, and 10th, uh, and at 9 o'clock in the morning, and 4.30, 4.15 to 4.30. Right. Just come and, and well, silently pray. That's what that is what I'm encouraging to do, and I hope. If they are troublemakers, that, that, that law enforcement will be there to keep those troublemakers at bay. Yeah, I'm with you, Bob, and, and I really do hope that a lot of pastors uh, show up with their congregations. I think we need to send a message that uh, Satan is not welcome in uh, the public schools in Memphis, Tennessee. We've already got a big problem with hellions running around on the streets. We don't need them in the classroom, too. So, Bob, I appreciate you calling in, and it's a great point. Um, I know people are trying to get a protest organized, and uh, my recommendation, I know we have a lot of Kansas listeners, and uh, that's happening in your state, uh, Memphis uh, listeners. Uh, you might want to listen to Ben Dieter, who hosts the morning show, and uh, I think he would have um, a lot of the local details on whatever kinds of protest. But if seriously, I, I get so frustrated with conservatives sometimes. Well, Todd, I just don't want my name to go out there because I might get hate mail, so I just have to be anonymous. Or, Todd, I just I can't protest because someone might say something mean to me. Okay, go look at my Twitter feed and then get back to me. You want to talk about mean? All right, go do that, and then we can have that conversation. Folks, you got to stand up. Have the courage to stand up and voice your opinions. Don't back down. That's the whole point of this radio program. And the best part about it is I happen to own KWAM, the news radio station. So if somebody's got a problem, they can come and speak to the owner. That's me. And we'll tell them to go take a fly and flip. Happy to do so. All right. Uh, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. And, of course, again, welcome our great new affiliate in Houston, Texas. We're so, so excited to have a great Texans now a part of the Todd Stearns radio program family. We're going to have to get a bigger front porch. That's all there is to it. All right, folks, hang tight. Hour three of the big show coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. So happy to have you with us. want to welcome all of our Viewers on Newsmax 2, now simulcasting the Todd Stearns radio program on Newsmax. And we want to welcome all of our brand new listeners on Patriot Talk. That's 920 a.m. in Houston, Texas. We're just so honored to have all of you uh, folks with us today. Write down our telephone number. You will need this, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. 
Now, Dylan, I know you had the big um, you, you had the big New Year's Eve celebration. Uh, you, you got gussied up. You brought the future Mrs. Uh, Dylan uh, down to the what the Peabody Hotel? Is that right? That's right. Peabody. How, how was the shindig? I hear they they throw a pretty nice party down. There. It was fun. I've I've never been there on New Year's, so this was a first for me. But you know, people were dressed up, and it was uh, it was classy, and it was nice. Meanwhile, a block away on Peel Street, not so classy. I have to imagine it's. I tried to. I tried to avoid Bill Street at all costs. Good for you. Yeah. Well, as a good Baptist should. Right. Good for you. Uh, were the ducks? You know, in the did they have champagne in, instead of water? Do we know? I don't know. The ducks weren't in the in the in the thing, so I was looking for them as well. Well, I was home. I I was just having a nice, quiet um, New Year's Eve at home, and the reason why. For like 10 years when I was at Fox, they would send me down to anchor our New Year's Eve coverage in Times Square. And the first couple of years, it's a lot of fun. But after that, it's just like this. I hate this job. I I hate I hate humanity. And by the way, most of the people in Times Square are not even American. You know, they're from other countries. Right. There's a lot of people down there. You can't even go and interview people. Tragic. It's, uh, I went over to walk, to, I, I'll never, I walked over and it's like the, I think all of, uh, all of Mexico was there. So I said, so what do you think about new year? Yo quiero Taco Bell. I'm oh, like, no. all right, Chalupa, please, senor. Anyway, I'm flipping through the channels and I'm watching CNN's coverage, Dylan. And, um, it was kind of like a gay palooza. You had, uh, Andy Cohen from Bravo TV and then he had Anderson Cooper, and I guess the ratings have been so bad that they asked the gentleman to get drunk on air. That was part of the whole shtick. And so these guys can't hold their liquor. I think by the first commercial break, they were sloshed. And they were giggling like schoolgirls. I think there was an interview they did with John Mayer, who was um, you know the uh, the musical artist. I'm not a big fan of that guy, but anyway, it is what it is. Uh, so he was at a pussycat bar. Like little cats, like felines. Who does that? What kind of a bar is that? It's disgusting and unsanitary. So anyway, uh, they were giggling like schoolgirls. These two middle-aged gay men on national television giggling like schoolgirls. And apparently one of them asked, "Where does when does daddy get his juice? Oh, my goodness. I don't know what that means. And I don't think I want to. And so then they tossed, I guess they had a reporter down at uh, Key West at some big drag queen thing where they literally drop a drag queen from the, from the rooftop of some bar at the stroke of midnight and a giant stiletto heel. It's a little stereotypical if you ask me, but so be it. Um, and then at the stroke of midnight, and this is where I'm, I'm getting around to this. So I, then I switched over to Newsmax and I was, Newsmax had a great New Year's Eve show and they did a fine job. But then everybody switched over like the minute or so right before the ball drops, um, which apparently the ball dropped everywhere except on CNN, if you know what I mean. Um, and uh, they had the um, – they <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Uh, and so then uh, you've got – everybody goes to the network pool feed. So in, instead of having multiple TV cameras, everybody is tied into one uh, one camera shot. And at the stroke of midnight – the first thing the entire nation sees are two gay dudes locking lips. It was a full-blown slobber knocker. And it didn't matter if you're on ABC, CBS, Fox News, CNN. Everybody had to show the same. 
they were locked in on that that one shot it was like all gay all the time just having a gay old time right there in times square so anyway uh so that's that um happy new year america oh goodness gracious all right um another story we've been following and by the way i've been trying to get through the whole list of what the republicans need to do to win your vote in 2024 and we want to hear from you what do the republicans need to do aside from banning anderson cooper and andy cohen from ever hosting another new year's eve special what is it that the Republicans need to do to win your vote. Now, one of the things that's concerned me is something that happened in Ohio just a couple of days ago. You had a Governor Mike DeWine who basically basically thumbed his nose at all of you uh, parents who have girls. And let's just say your girls are athletic. Maybe they play on a basketball team or a volleyball team. And now... They could very well lose their position on that team to a boy who thinks he's a girl. And the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, said, yeah, that's right. I'm going to side with the transgender athletes. He's not the only one. The former governor of Arkansas, Asa Hutchinson, did that. Uh, the governor of Indiana did the same thing. So there is going to be a fierce battle within the Republican Party on traditional values. And we've already started to see this play out uh, and you've heard just little bits and pieces of it where you've uh, got folks out there saying, oh, we've got to get rid of the abortion issue. We, we've got to get rid of the pro-life issue. That is going to cost us elections. Ladies and gentlemen, I contend if we decide to jettison the pro-life plank from our party platform, we will never win another national election, period. And then there's this little issue. Um, there is a movement afoot in the Biden Pentagon to turn all of our brave fighting men and women into pronoun-confused soy boys. And this is also happening in Space Force. So a few days ago, Space Force promoted a, a man in a dress to be a lieutenant colonel. He is now the highest-ranking transgender officer in the Space Force. His name is Bree Pham, and this guy claims that the biggest national security threat facing America is inclusion. We have to be more inclusive. Cut number eight. So inclusion is a national security imperative. We fight today and we are going to fight in the future using brain power. And if that brain who's going to revolutionize the way we fight in space, we fight in cyber, just happens to be in a trans body, you should want them all serving alongside me. And for your organizations, it's the same way. Those perspectives that we get from a diverse set of individuals, it's been talked about on stage a lot regarding the science behind high-performing teams. We need those perspectives. But it's inclusion that actually drives that. Because you can bring people in, and if they don't feel safe to speak up, if they don't feel safe to bring their full selves to work, you're not going to get the value of the diversity. So for us, it is absolutely critical to drive our future success as an organization and potentially on the battlefield. And I think it's the same way for all of you because we can't leave that talent that is going to revolutionize the way we do business behind. Do, do you see now the danger that we are in as a nation? Because that is the mindset of the Biden Pentagon. 
that's that's where all of this is going. It's not about protecting the American homeland anymore. It's not about protecting our freedoms. It's all about pledging allegiance to the rainbow flag. That that's what this is all about. Now, do you understand why they're having so many, so much trouble trying to find people willing to volunteer to serve in the military? What red-blooded, patriotic American young boy, 17, 18, 19 years old, would want to serve under a transgender officer? Who wants to do that? And how many, how many times have we written stories over at ToddSterns.com about good Christian young men and women who have been subjected to all sorts of chaos simply because they disagree with the LGBT agenda. They believe that marriage is between one man and one woman. They believe that God made made male and female. And all of a sudden, they become these pariahs within the military. But this is what's going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. And I contend that if the Republicans don't get a hold, get, get a handle on this, if the Republicans decide, you know what, this is not our fight anymore, that we will never, ever win another election. So I've got a column up at ToddSterns.com. It'll be on Town Hall a little bit later on today. And the thrust of this is what the Republicans need to do to win in a landslide. I believe it is possible, but it's going to require a lot of work. But I want to hear from you as well. What do you think the Republicans need to do to win in 2024? Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901 901- Two six zero five nine two six. We'll be right back. All right, Claudine Gay has officially resigned. Uh, by the way, we have just posted her resignation letter up at ToddSterns.com. You can read it for yourself. Uh, we have not been able to verify if she wrote the resignation letter or if she stole it from someone else. Uh, we are working to verify that information. Uh, but what did her in, honestly, was the, the donations. And this is the way you're going to fight back against the wokeness on these university campuses. Yank the funding. That's how you do it, folks. I mean, it really is that simple. Anyway, she became, um, I believe, the first black president of Harvard and now the shortest tenured president of Harvard uh, because she was hired for the her skin color. That's why they wanted to hire a diversity person, and uh, they got what they um, they got what they wanted. And now it's a great big mess. By the way, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik and others are now calling for the Harvard Corporation Board to step down as well. So this thing is far from over, and uh, good on the people of Harvard for taking a stand. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six Lakewood, California. John is on the line. Hi, John. What's going on? I want to talk about what you were talking about with the Republicans. What they need to do is don't back down on the uh, on this transgender stand up and, and tell tell the tell the old Democrats and the and these uh, other characters no, uh, we're not going to uh, go along with you there. And same way with the illegal aliens. Don't let them but let the old Democrats roll over on them. They just stand there and let them roll over and say, "Oh, we, we give in, we give in." <laughs> yeah, John, it's look, it's we've got a super bad phone connection, but I think we got the gist of it. Appreciate the call there, John. Uh you've, you you're going to have to stand up to these folks. And again, as I said in the opening of the show, the problem with the Republicans, they are do nothing Republicans. They talk a good game, but when it comes time to actually delivering, they are not delivering. 
And ladies and gentlemen, I would just direct your attention to what's happening on our southern border right now, and not a single person has paid a political price for that. Alejandro Mayorkas is still on the job. He has yet to be impeached. Just keep that just keep that in your mind. Uh, let's go to uh, David in California watching us on Newsmax today. Hi, David. What say you? Yeah, good morning. Thanks, Todd, for having me. Yeah, so, uh, Mike, um, I was just responding to the uh, the recent segment regarding the transgender um, officer in the Space Force um, and the idea that um, <clears throat> that inclusivity or lack of thereof was the biggest uh, threat to uh, the nation at this time. Um, and I would argue that they are correct in a certain respect. Um, you know, it's it's becoming a, a incumbent upon it's incumbent upon um, Republicans and the Republican base to take the initiative, which is something the left has done already. Um, take the initiative. You just can't show up on. Um, you know, November 12th, vote, go home, turn on your TV, and wait for the results anymore. Well, David, and that's one of the things we've been talking about a lot on this program is you've got to get out and vote. You know, if we just had, if we had every registered, let's just say Christian voter in America, every Christian who is registered to vote, and David, appreciate the call. If all of you Christians just got out there and vote, they could try and they can try and do whatever they wanted to do, but the Democrats would not have the votes to overcome those numbers. I mean, that's what we're talking about. When only fifteen or twenty percent of registered voters get out and engage the political process, yeah, um, you're gonna you're gonna have problems. But if we get out the vote and we get out there, we register people, we get them excited, we get them fired up. You better believe that we're going to be able to make this country great again. I absolutely believe that. All right, um, let's go to Janice in New Jersey. Hi, Janice, what's on your mind? Hi, Todd. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, I, uh, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that the Republicans would change their attitude toward abortion for a couple measly uh, uh, pro-abortion votes, because uh, even if they changed it, the pro-abortion people are so well-funded that it wouldn't make any difference to them, for one thing. And God wouldn't like it either, for the other thing. And I have one other question. I don't understand why it's so wonderful that Trump is uh, leading Biden by such a few points. And why is that? Well, Janice, the reason why is we've got a lot of morons in this country, and um, it, it's unfortunate Uh, Many of them were not morons, but they went through our public education system and they came out on the other side morons. And and that's the reason why. Uh, But Janice, I'm with you. I I think if we jettison these these key issues like abortion, uh, a lot of the other culture war issues, um, we're really no different at that point from the Democrats because we spend more money than the Democrats do. So Janice, appreciate that call and thank you for listening. I have a question for you. Uh, Steve Bannon is uh, very concerned about Donald Trump and his safety. Now, when you look at the polling data, the new Suffolk University poll comes out 50 points up uh, over DeSantis and Nikki Haley. 
and there's there's a lot of concern that the establishment wing of the party is going to try and force Trump to put Nikki Haley on that ticket. Uh, you heard Governor Mike Huckabee in the last hour say that is a bad idea. We cannot allow that to happen. Steve Bannon is of that same opinion, that we cannot allow the establishment Republicans, and I would throw Ronna McDaniel into that mix. I, she is she's she's a snake, ladies and gentlemen, and it pains me to say that, but she's she's not an honest broker, Ronna McDaniel. So I think there is grave concern uh, that there are shenanigans at play here, and we're going to play some audio when we come back. Uh, Steve Bannon, who believes that between now and the spring, Donald Trump's life could be in danger, that people are now beginning to realize that Donald Trump is unstoppable and there could very well be some some bad actors out there who want to take out President Trump. So we're going to play that audio. Uh, and also, Bannon is very concerned that sometime between now and the spring, there's going to be a move to put Nikki Haley on the ticket. But the interesting headline here is, it's over for Ron DeSantis. It's Boots DeSantis, pack it up, head back to Florida. All right, got to take a break here. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stark Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Great to have you with us today. So here is Steve Bannon, and he says he's really concerned. And I'm I'm not sure where Bannon is getting his information on this, but clearly uh, there are concerns about President Trump and his safety um, as pretty I mean, look, let's get real. He's the nominee. He's going to be the nominee of the party. Cut number 16. President Trump has to be very careful. The... Um the security has to be much better, I yes. think, much better, tighter, Mar-a-Lago, everywhere. Everybody should be assuming all the time that there are forces out there, dark forces out there, that have made a decision. That decision is that Donald J. Trump, regardless of what votes say, will never return to the White House in control. Because they understand, once he gets back in, it's game over, right? Right. The, the taking on the deep state, his knowledge base today, the knowledge base of people around him. You even see it on the TV shows. They say what worries them when they're talking about all these, you know, heritage working this, Russ Vogt working this, uh, people throwing names up. They're saying, oh, my God, these guys actually are incompetent. At first they said we had malfeasance and incompetence in, in the first term. Now they just say it's malfeasance because the team knows what's doing and knows where the bodies are buried. So that's why the game, and that's why the, my number one projection, projection for 2024 is nobody knows nothing, right? We have no earthy idea how this is going to turn out, except you have a irresistible force meeting, you know, a, a massive resistance. And so this is going to collide. And remember, there's no negotiating, right? What, what we demand on the return to the original American republic is non-negotiable. What they've done and what they've done is non-negotiable to them. So that's where we are. One side's going to win and one side's going to lose. And they, for the first time, the first time you can smell the fear. I think, I think that is true, uh, th- that uh, they're very concerned, the deep state, what's going to happen when Trump is reelected. 
because he will clean out the deep swamp. He will finish what he started. All right, back to the phones here. Let's go to Youngstown, Ohio. Harold is listening to us on our great affiliate there, 97.7 FM. Hi, Harold. What's on your mind today? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. You asked uh, what the Republicans can do to get the respect of the people again, and it's very simple. I'm a Bible-believing Baptist, King James Bible-believing pastor that, uh, you know, that, you know, that doesn't worry about being politically correct. But the Bible says in uh, Proverbs 14:34, uh, righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And as long as the Republicans compromise with a bunch of abominable Democrats that want to plunge into immorality and destroy this country, they're going to lose the respect to everybody. But if the Republicans take a stand, for God and country, like our founding fathers did, then they can win the respect of the people back and get more votes and more power. But as long as they compromise with sin, they're going to go down the tubes. And so, that's, that's simple. Harold, how do we get the folks in the pew there out to the ballot box? How do we do that? You, you, you show them how America is being systematically destroyed by a totally anti-Christ communist uh, uh, Democrat party, and that the, the only way we can get saved is by turning back to God. Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. But America doesn't want to turn from their wicked ways. They're being sucked into abominations, homosexuality, transsexualism. You know, God ain't going to save a nation that's shaking their fist in his face and saying, we want you to help us, but we don't want to do it your way. And, uh, you know, that's, that's Jeremiah and Ezekiel. That's what they said to uh, Israel in the, in the past, and Israel wouldn't repent. And so Nebuchadnezzar came in and wiped them out. And it's going to be the same thing in the future. If, if they don't turn back to God, this nation don't stand a chance because he is our salvation. Well, well said there, Pastor. I remember the great Southern Gospel song, If John the Baptist used the King James Version, it's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the manuscripts that King James came from came from the uh, what they call the Antiochian manuscripts, which was uh, came down from the originals that were written well, in Antioch, Syria. Well, there you but go. We're getting modern... a, we're getting a, we're getting a history lesson on top of everything else. Pastor, I got to run, but you give us a call back and. Uh, Pastor, invite invite folks to listen to us in your congregation. Uh, we'd love to uh, have more uh, folks in Youngstown, Ohio, hanging out with us. We appreciate your call. Uh, let's go to Ernie in Moorhead City, North Carolina. Ernie, I know you want to weigh in on those transgenders in the military. What's going on, sir? My God, God, I'm a proud, I'm 78 years old. I'm a proud Air Force veteran of the Vietnam era, and I could not believe what I heard. Uh, please tell me that's not true, that there's a lieutenant colonel wearing a dress? Yes. As a matter of fact, Ernie, um, we have we have photographs, and if you go to our website, you can see it for yourself. Uh, this person is also an activist. I mean, they're allowing this individual to go and um, and be a part of panels and seminars. So they're, it's not just that this person is transgender or thinks they're transgender, but they're actually going out there and they're being an activist for it within the military. Uh, Todd, I'm heart sick. I'm really heart sick that, that, that we've degenerated to this point. Uh, we respected our officers. They were like gods to us back then. I, I can't imagine Ernie, uh, you, my, my family, we were, uh, air force family. 
uh, grandfathers flew in uh, World War. Well, they were in, it was the um, the uh, Army Air Force back then, back in World War Two, um, and it's it's just heartbreaking to see what the military has become. Uh, I, I I was just dumbfounded. I, I I I'm still trying to believe what 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 your segment portrayed. It, it, it it's beyond my dreams that we could degenerate like that into a. Uh, I fear I fear for our country so much. How can we defend ourselves if we if if there's people like that in command and in, 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 in responsible positions? I don't think it. I, th- I think we're doomed, Ernie. My concern is our enemies see this and and they're laughing at us. I mean, it's that that's what concerns me. Are we actually capable of winning a war if we are if we are in hand to hand combat with people? Are we going to be able to win the day? That's that's the question I have. I fear not, Todd. I fear not. Well said, Ernie, and uh, we appreciate you listening to us. Our great affiliate out there, the Talk Station. Our telephone number again, folks, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Oh, I've got to share this crazy story out of Seattle. I don't know what's wrong with you people out there in Seattle, uh, but y'all have got to get it together. So um, there is a park uh, in Seattle, and it's apparently legal in your city to run around buck naked. And look, if that's how you guys want to operate your city, more power to you. But there's a park out there that a, a bunch of the uh, the gay community love to go to. Uh, it's called Denny Blaine Park. And as far as I can tell, uh, they say this is where all the gay people go to shed their clothes and they bathe in the sun and they frolic about on the uh, the Ferris wheel and uh, they play tetherball and all of that kind of stuff, buck naked. And so anyway, uh, somebody donated a lot of money to the Seattle Parks and Recreation Department. And they said this money is is only allowed to be used to build a playground for children at this park. Well, when the, the gay activists found out about this, they just exploded. They said this is unacceptable. So they launched a petition. Almost 10,000 people signed this petition. And the gays are saying they don't want children in the park. They want they want that park exclusively for buck naked gay people and lesbians and um, you know the the whatnot, the uh, alphabet activists. They say it's important to have a nude beach for the gay community because they need to be able to freely express their ideas from suppression. Okay, well that's all well and good, but can't you put on some pants? I mean, how difficult is that? Right? Can't you be can't you be loud and proud and wear pants or, or culottes? Is, is, it, is it too much to ask? Anyway, a long story short here, the, the city leaders finally decided, you know what? Fine. We're not going to build a playground for the children. They're going to have to go and play, I don't know, in the streets, dodging cars and transit buses so the gay people of Seattle can go and get their private parts, nether regions suntanned. This is what's happening in Seattle. Heaven help us all, ladies and gentlemen. All right, our telephone number again, 901-260-5926. Let's go to Reno, Nevada. Dick is on the line. What say you, sir? Hello, Todd. Yeah, hey, uh, you asked a great question. What can the Republican Party do to uh, 
get us back to uh, a, a, being a real nation. And I think it's very simple. It needs to get back. It needs to get back to preach and teach the Constitution. After all, it is Article Six, the supreme law of the land. And the and the proof of this is look at look at our national sports. They work very well because they have, by definition, this is how you play the game. And then they have referees out there calling the balls and strikes. So all of our, you know, at the federal level, our our congressional candidates, senatorial candidates should, you know, preface what they're running for with the Constitution and bring us back to the basic law of the land. We're at obviously drowning in too many laws. It violates the whole spirit and the covenant relationship of the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, I'm I'm with you a thousand percent there, Dick. You know, when I was growing up, I, I went to junior high school. It was in the early 80s, and they were still teaching kids civics. Uh, you had history teachers, you know, that really did care about American history. They loved the country. And as a matter of fact, I had w- one of the best teachers I had. I don't want to say his name. Because uh, he used to take a swig. He had a whiskey flask in his drawer. And that guy was one of the best teachers I ever had, Dick. I, I guess he was sloshed, and maybe that's what made him a great teacher. I don't know. But I learned so much about American history and the founding of this country uh, through that guy. And we need more people like that in America's classrooms. Not alcoholics, but we need people who love America, Dick. All right. Appreciate that call. And we love hearing from our good friends in Reno. All right, uh, we've got to take a break here, folks. Hang tight. This is the Todd Starr Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Starr Radio Program. Great to have you with us. And, uh, folks, we're really excited. It is going to be a wild year, uh, not just for the country, but also for our program Uh, Coming up in March, my brand-new book will be in bookstores all over America. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? President Trump wrote the foreword to the book, and I'm really honored by that. I got to sit down with the president for about 90 minutes for a conversation, and and portions of that appear in the book. And uh, I'd love for you to pre-order a copy. We uh, You can do that by going to your favorite bookstore, or you can order online through Amazon and help us out there. Uh, we're going to be doing a national book tour. And uh, as a matter of fact, I believe we're actually launching the book on Governor Huckabee's show on TBN. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, we'll be coming to a town near you. So hang tight. We're going to be announcing all of that uh, in the coming in the coming months. But how you can help us out right now is going to uh, Amazon and pre-ordering a copy of Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? All right, I uh, want to play some audio here. You know what? Let's go to the phones. we got a lot of folks wanting to weigh in today. Uh, let's head over to Henderson, Nevada. Jason is on the line. Hi, Jason. What's going on? Hey, good morning, everyone. Uh, I just wanted to call and uh, comment about uh, the officer LGBTQ uh, movement that's going on in the military. Um, I myself am a 20-year veteran of the Navy, retired chief petty officer. Um, and I was just sort of thinking back to my early days in the Navy when I joined during the Clinton administration and the don't ask, don't tell policy. Now, over time, uh, that policy 
went away. And then I just wanted to say to your viewers and yourself, uh, this, this process has been going on for a long time with the acceptance of uh, cross-dressing, uh, you know, gay, lesbian, LGBTQ um, uh, sort of um, uh, letting, letting these people in the military. And what I found and what I experienced is I retired six years ago, right as Trump was coming in office. And uh, Obama really set this up during his administration. Uh, we were having mandatory training lessons. Uh, we had to sit down and, and basically learn how to live, work, and also, you know, uh, be able to operate uh, with other members who came in the military. Jason, was it a problem back then, back in, in the Clinton years? Uh, in the Clinton years, it was never really talked about. You know, I'd go to see, and, uh, you know, if somebody was gay, it wasn't. If, they, if somebody knew about it, it's because they told. It wasn't. You didn't see people cross-dressing or acting a certain way to display their beliefs yeah. or, you know, how they want to conduct business. Because here's – really, yeah, go ahead, Jason. Finish your thought. Uh, what, I, what I just really – what I really realized, though, that during the Obama phase of his presidency, uh, all of this was really just incorporated at such a fast rate that we were blown away just sitting there having mandatory training lessons on how to, uh, you know – be with others in the military of this of this nature. Um, we found out it, it crushed people morally. Uh, everything that we did um, was sort of centered around this new philosophy of working with others uh, in this in this sort of state. And then now I, I I've seen even just talking to some friends that are still on active duty. It is destroying people's morale. Uh, people don't want to join the military because of this. Um, so there's, there's a lot of problems with this. Yeah, I look, um, my philosophy has always been, uh, how you want to live your life is your business. I mean, that's the great part about being an American is that you can be who you want to be. My concern with, and, and again, if, if you're a gay person and you're serving in the military, you're putting your life on the line for, for me and my freedoms, then I have nothing but respect. But when you cross the line and when you start indoctrinating people and forcing people to accept X, Y, or Z, that's where I've got a problem, Jason. And I think we saw that come to fruition. I think you're spot on. This all really uh, came to the forefront during the Obama years. And now we're looking at the whole transgender movement coming forward uh, here in the um, in the Biden administration. So, Jason, I appreciate your call, and uh, thank you for your thoughts. Uh, folks, it is um, – it's a, it's a serious issue, and it's an issue that the Republicans are going to have to address uh, if they want to win in 2024. My, my recommendation, and I know this is a wild recommendation, but you need to watch the last two comedy specials from Dave Chappelle. If you really want to understand the transgender movement, watch those two comedy specials. Do not let your kids watch, but you watch. And you'll get a good understanding of, of what I'm talking about because this is an issue. This is an issue that the black community is especially aggravated over. So if we can somehow bring, bring people together over the culture war issues, you're going to bring in Hispanic voters who are very conservative culturally, black voters, especially in the southern states who are very conservative culturally, and you're going to have a winning coalition. That's what it's all about. Folks, it's been a great day here on the program. And again, want to welcome our great new listeners in Houston, Texas on our brand new affiliate. We always love it 
when radio stations pick up this program. And really, it's all because of you great folks. We have the finest listeners in all of talk radio. All right, folks, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Coming up next, the Newsmax TV show on N2. You be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.